America, the sky that's a pillar, the alpha and the mega, the home of the beggars, the black settlers, who've been beaten, raped, lynched, robbed, and stoned, and called upon the earth for service that they couldn't maintain at home. This dates back to 1555, when they captured the first tribe of men, and piled them in a pen, 50 feet high, and took them all on the 9,000 mile ride. They landed on the shore, a place they never seen before. We read about this inside the ancient books of war. Bondage and stainless steel, stripped of their language, still survive the anguish of slavery, but still remain nameless. Separated to portions, a chick by John Hardy Hawkins, and sold on the auction, tore birth control and abortion. Rulers of the first part became slaves of the worst part. The devil's curse God and reverse God. They turned God to dog and made people so tired. No relief came to the prophet, a WD Farad. Taught trauma, dropped our mamas off in Bahamas and Barbados. Tobago's separated us from slave boats, made our own brothers hate us, from Virgin Isle to Jamaica, Trinidad, Honduras, Haiti, Grenada, Bermuda to Cayman, mental enslavement. Empty yourself of everything. Let the mind become still. The 10,000 things rise and fall while the self watches their return. They grow and flourish and then return to the source. Returning to the source is stillness, which is the way of nature. Welcome back to episode 90 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today in the podcast, we're going to touch on a couple of different subjects, which are kind of related just to see what the zeitgeist is doing right now and what's happening to us as a society, as a culture, as a planet. Uh, One of the topics that we're going to cover today is going to be the mass media scripted lies claiming to be news. And I'll say that again, the mass media lies that are scripted claiming to be news. And the whole Edward Bernays psychological trickster with the whole tension and release with the mass media and get into a little bit of Joseph Goebbels and how his uh, quote was, repeat a lie often enough and the people will believe it. So that's one topic. The next thing, we're going to listen to a quick little clip, I think two minutes, of Terrence McKenna about reclaiming your mind. It's a real profound, seriously, seriously cool clip of Terrence McKenna. For those who have never heard of him or listened to him, I suggest you check him out on YouTube. The other thing that we're going to get into is As a result of the mainstream media's lies, people are really not watching television anymore. They're not consuming the mass media like they did at one point. And I believe that has to do with the generational changeover where people that were born, let's say in the late 90s, uh, mid 90s even, they really didn't grow up with television. They were growing up with the internet and that's where they're getting, you know, their social media news and just connecting on the internet as opposed to consuming the mass media. So the media, the mass media is losing, losing the population now. People are integrating and communicating amongst themselves for better or for worse, for better or for worse. And this, uh, kind of led me into, I noticed that there's a whole big boom right now with Instagram or IG and a lot, there's a lot of truth being shared. There's a lot of bullshit on there too, but there's a lot of truth that's being shared on that platform where people are give, empowering one another, speaking truth to one another, coaching, encouraging, and there's a lot of real positive things that are going on on that platform. And it's also blowing up. Everybody's on there. 
and it if you want to be noticed uh, you, you can't ignore instagram i mean it's really really important to have a presence there to some degree which which is which is great which is really good the next subject and we're just going to touch on that and i discuss this often is debt slavery okay we're going to talk about that and how you need to really avoid that so we're going to get into it And if you don't recognize that iconic voice, that was Terrence McKenna. The dude was freaking mind-blowing. You know, you really, whatever philosophy, teachings, or readings that you do, you really need to incorporate a little Terrence McKenna in there. Because the dude, um, I, it's hard to explain, but he was just like interdimensional. You know, he was just probably like from another planet and shit. Uh, bringing his truth over here to the planet Earth and then departing back to once he came to the center of the universe or someplace. But the dude, that's Terrence McKenna. So that leads us on to another little clip that I'm going to put on. And funny enough, this clip I used in one of my earlier uh, podcasts, probably in 32 or one of them back there, one of the first ones. And it, it was actually the reading of the Tao Te Ching. And it was a reading by this dude. I don't know. I don't remember his name. But again, it's in one of my podcasts where it says the complete 81 verses of the Tao. I cannot find that on YouTube. And that was the best uh, rendition or audiobook of the Tao Te Ching. And just to add on top of that, it had an introduction and a dialogue from the person that actually read the Tao Te Ching for that audiobook his interpretation and his input as far as the Tao. And I'd have to say that his contribution to the reading of that and his commentary on it is, I'm going to actually say it's almost as good as the Tao. I mean, he really breaks down 
you know, and makes it digestible as far as what, you know, the teachings are coming from that book in a modern day kind of Western thinking type of way. And, you know, I'm putting this little clip in. It's not the Tao, but it's him explaining the Tao. I, like I said, I highly recommend you go back to, let's see, it's episode, it is episode 46, and it's the complete readings of the Tao. And like I said, when I, it's such a good interpretation and such a good reading and such good commentary. I, you know, I go back to YouTube looking for this so I can pop it into this, into this show, episode 90. It's nowhere to be found. And I'm noticing a lot of really good teachings and a lot of good um, content that was on YouTube either seems to be push being pushed all the way back to where you can't retrieve it through searches or can only view it if you subscribed it or linked on it or something like that. But they're kind of whitewashing the whole internet, man. YouTube, it's, it's a little spooky. So again, I'm going to uh, put in this little dialogue, this little commentary on the gentleman that read the doubt, his commentary on it. So it's kind of cool. Give it a listen, and I'll get back in on the other end. The 81 short chapters known as the Tao Te Ching have been translated more often than any other book in the world, with the single exception of the Bible. Like the Bible, the Tao Te Ching is a book whose appeal is as broad as its meaning is deep. It speaks to each of us at our own level of understanding, while inviting us to search for levels of insight and experience that are not yet within our comprehension. As with every text that deserves to be called sacred, it is a half-silvered mirror. To read it is not only to see ourselves as we are, but to glimpse a greatness extending far beyond our knowledge of ourselves and the universe we live in. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. These words are among the most famous in all the literature of the world. They were first offered, however, not to modern Western people like ourselves, who, approaching the 21st century, are ready to admit that we have given too much place to discursive thought and rationalism. They were spoken some 2,500 years ago to a people and in a place, ancient China, far, far removed from us. Any work of art that communicates so enduringly over such enormous reaches of time and cultural diversity addresses, we may be sure, the essence of human nature and the human condition, rather than socio-cultural aspects that are peculiar to this or that society. The Tao Te Ching deals with what is permanent in us. It speaks of a possible inner greatness and an equally possible inner failure, which are both indelibly written into our very structure as human beings. Under its gaze, we are not American or Chinese or European. We are that being, man, uniquely called to occupy a precise place in the cosmic order, no matter where or in what era we live. The Tao Te Ching is thus a work of metaphysical psychology taking us far beyond the social or biological factors that have been the main concern of modern psychology. It helps us to see how the fundamental forces of the cosmos itself are mirrored in our own individual inner structure, and it invites us to try to live in direct relationship to all these forces. 
To see truly and to live fully, this is what it means to be authentically human. But it is extremely challenging, and this challenge was apparently as difficult for the men and women of ancient China as it is for us. We too try in vain to live full lives without understanding what it means to see. We too presume to act, to do, to create, without opening ourselves to a vision of ultimate reality. This opening and the way to experience it are what the Tao Te Ching is about. Historical information about the text and its author is scant and cloaked in legend. Even the little information we have is at every point subject to dispute by scholars. Although many are willing to accept that Lao Tzu was a real person born in what is now known as the Honan province in China some six centuries before the Christian era. Tradition has it that Confucius once journeyed to see Lao Tzu and came away amazed and in awe of the man. According to the tale, Confucius described his meeting with Lao Tzu in the following way. I know a bird can fly, a fish can swim, an animal can run. For that which runs, a net can be made. For that which swims, a line can be made. For that which flies, a corded arrow can be made. But the dragon's ascent into heaven on the wind and the clouds is something which is beyond my knowledge. Today I have seen Lao Tzu, and he is a dragon. The tale also tells that Lao Tzu was the keeper of the imperial archives at the ancient capital of Luoyang. Seeing the imminent decay of the society he lived in, he resolved to ride away alone into the desert, but at the Hanku Pass he was stopped by a gatekeeper named Yin Shi, who knew of his reputation for wisdom and who begged him to set down in writing the essence of his teaching. Thus, the legend tells us, the Tao Te Ching came into being, and relationship to the whole, to be and act precisely as the universe itself is and moves. The question before us now is, how? The Tao Te Ching offers a powerful and practical answer, describing in almost every chapter this way of living, also known as Tao, the way. The secret of living, according to the Tao Te Ching, is to open within ourselves to the great flow of fundamental forces that constitute the ultimate nature of the universe, both the movement that descends from the source and the movement of return. Thus Lao Tzu writes, Empty yourself of everything. Let the mind become still. The ten thousand things rise and fall while the self watches their return. They grow and flourish and then return to the source. Returning to the source is stillness, which is the way of nature. And that is something that this culture, society, and planet desperately need right now is to get back into the ways of nature and the way we were intended to live, to coexist, to exchange ideas, to exchange thought to live in harmony with the planet and with one another so and to know when enough is enough and when you need to share with your fellow man your brother and when you need to extend that 
the, the gratitude out to the universe, to God, whoever, whoever you speak to when you go to sleep at night. Just be observant of really our purpose here and observant of karma and all those, all those fun things. So I'm going to play a little clip here and uh, it needs a little bit of introduction because what this is, I think it's called Sinclair Media and what they, this goes back maybe 10 years or so. They were actually a company that writes scripts for local news, local news stations and people, anchors that read the news. And what it is, is they would literally dis distribute this script out to these, these stations. And what it is, was an actual script written out verbatim, word for word. And these news anchors and news reporters would actually read these scripts but the funny thing was, they all read the same exact script in tandem, I mean verbatim, like exactly word for word. So what it is, is they put a clip on of the first person reading the, the news, the scripted news that they have, and then the second and the third. And they end up being 20 of these people reading the same script from different stations in different cities in the United States. But you can hear it's all exactly the same thing. And what this is is this is the mainstream media scripted lies claiming to be real news. You know, the whole, like I said, tension and release. Joseph Goebbels, who was the Nazi propaganda expert, said that if you repeat a, if you repeat a lie often enough, people will believe it. That, that's what's being spoon-fed to us, sugar-coated, and wrapped in a nice little McDonald's, Taco Bell, empanada, you know, casing, so we can consume it and poison ourselves, poison our brains, and poison our existence. So this is this is what's being spoon-fed to us. So I'm going to play the clip right now, so you can. Uh, it's, it's maybe a minute or something like that, but it's just listen carefully, check it. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. I've been saying it for the longest time. Turn off that television. So the next thing that we're going to touch on briefly, and, and I do cover it uh, a lot on this podcast, is debt slavery. And in combination, when I say debt slavery, I'm going to combine another reference that I refer to a lot, and that is your toolbox. Whether it be your disciplinary toolbox, your strategic toolbox, your metaphysical toolbox. Basically, what when I say toolbox, I mean a set of skills that you have established already. So that you can draw upon them upon the time of need. The problem with a lot of people is that they go around life lackadaisical, kind of in a haze for whatever reason. And a point in time will come up where they need to employ some kind of discipline or strategy or take some type of action. And there's no tools in their toolbox. They don't know what to do. So it's very, very important to be preemptive in this way and educate yourself upon solutions to problems that may arise in your life whatever they may be so it's really really important in addition to having your toolbox whatever toolbox you might need it might even be the toolbox to literally fix your home to do some plumbing you know it's, it's 
really something that you have to really think about is that toolbox, the metaphor of the toolbox. But to get back to debt slavery, okay, in addition to toolboxes, this uh, thing that you need to do is to be preemptive and project into the future things that are going to come up. Uh, and one of these things, like I said, is the debt slavery. I was speaking with a, a younger person the other day. I was interview interviewing this person, talking to them, and, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, what are your plans? What do you want to do? And the person said to me, well, I want to buy this Apple Watch that came out, but it's $650, but I, I have to get it, and I'm trying to get this credit approved so I can buy it. And the person is shit broke. I didn't say anything, but I thought to myself, a $650 Apple Watch for a person that's making $11 an hour and after taxes and all that stuff. Not to get negative, but this is what's happening these days. And then, and that same person had just bought uh, an iPhone X10 Platinum shit, whatever, which is $1,000. And guaranteed, guaranteed, within the space of six months, that $650 watch is going gonna, is gonna to be a $300 watch. And then within a year to a year and a half, it's going to be obsolete and you're not going to be able to up, update the drivers and it's going to be useless. It might last two years. And then after two years, it's not going to be cool to wear it anymore because it don't match with your shoes or whatever. You know what I mean. And then the uh, the iPhone, the same thing. And I will say they're great phones. You know, they're very stable. They're very integrated. You know, and, and if you're in a position where you have that type of money and you can you can buy this phone, great. But don't go into debt to buy this stuff. You need to really invest your money on things that, that are going to hold their value, whatever they may be, hard assets or tools or just some real stuff that you're going to be able to literally hold on to. As you know, as we all know, this economy is going to crash at some point. It's, it's crashing right now in slow motion. I'm not a doom and gloomer, but just look around. Look at the prices of everything. I just... Every time I go to the store, it seems like the prices are getting higher and higher. So you gotta, you gotta really find out a way to, to deal with all of that stuff. So now we're dealing with this uh, six hundred fifty dollar Apple Watch and this thousand dollar iPhone. And this consumption uh, was brought about by a man by the name of Edward Bernays, who was related to Sigmund Freud. And Edward Bernays came up with a thing that's called propaganda and public relations. And what this propaganda slash pub and public relations, you know, PR, you know, we, we have it today, that marketing shit that they have. But what this propaganda public relations dictates is quite simply this. It's pushing us to buy not what we need, but it's pushing us to buy what we want so that we can compete with our neighbors, so that we can stay up to date with whatever is popular and whatever is going to give us approval from external you know people and forces and who, who, whoever whoever has this brainwashing society in general you know you you get immediate approval because you have this 650 dollar apple watch and this thousand dollar shit iphone people they just eat it up you know and it, it's not a coincidence this is if you go back and read edward bernays's writings you'll see exactly how uh, he was able to get away with this changing again ch at, at the point in time that Edward Bernays employed this type of propaganda that kind of pushed us into this new paradigm that we're in right now of consumption and consumerism as opposed to just living to you know to move ahead in life and to feed our families and to put a little savings away and to 
you know, that stopped at that point in time and people just started, you know, going for the credit and, and going into debt and going into debt slavery. And again, we all know that these multinational banks, you know, they just create this money out of nothing. It's fiat currency. And again, fiat means by edict of the king. In other words, this money is spoken into existence. And in some of my earlier podcasts, I got into it with, you know, let's say the Federal Reserve Bank, you know, let's say you are going to buy a home and you walk up to the bank and you say, I want to purchase a home. I want to borrow $300,000. The person at the bank literally walks up to a keyboard and types this $300,000 into existence, fractional reserve lending. They type it into existence and the only thing that is backing up that $300,000 is your obligation to pay. So it's backed by nothing. It's backed by a piece of paper and your obligation to pay. And this is what they just keep doing and doing and doing. That's what's propelling all of these wars. That's what's propelling the genocide that's taking place today in Yemen where babies are starving to death and getting blown to bits by these bombs and by this military structure of poor people. They're sitting in, you know, in little huts, clay huts and they're poor as shit and have no medication and they're getting blown up. Same thing in Syria, same thing in Libya, same thing all over the planet what's happening right now. It's, it's, it's really, really disgusting. So, and in Palestine, we can't forget Palestine, these poor people, they're just in caged there and they have no military, they have no, they have nothing and they're just being, it's, it's genocide what's taking place. So, but you got to remember to get that, that Apple watch. And you got to remember to get that iPhone X because that's that's what matters. That's what's important in this society. So, well, I'm right around the 25-minute uh, point in this. So I'm going to kind of cut it short here. Uh, I encourage you to do your deep meditation, your deep breathing, reading things of substance. I recommend you go back to that episode of the Tao. And give it a good listen and listen to it again and listen to it a third time. It's good stuff. And you know the other books that I was encouraged. Go to my website, uh, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. You can see all my episodes there. You can check out my t-shirts. And uh, I'm going to leave it right here. I want to thank you for listening. And namaste. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast so it's motivational and inspirational i also have promotional t-shirts if you go to my website alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com you can see the promotional t-shirts there reach out to me also if you have any show notes or any suggestions that 
you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.